0: Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real life people, events, or pets. And any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Happy New Year everyone! Welcome to 2019. Hopefully, everybody had great holidays, and if not, hopefully, this year is going to be better than the last one. And now, episode 16 The Electric Santa Claus, part 2.
1: The plan is simple. We're going to do The Electric Santa Claus. Slay jumped up and ran away excitedly, only to appear back with the laptop and a full-on 3D diagram of the area. I unrolled an old-fashioned paper schematic and we went step by step as how the electric Santa is going to work. Who is going to be where, at what time, and how. We got interrupted a few times from the necessary deliveries that came in. Dave came into the room smiling shaking a small cardboard box. The stun guns are in. Great. Lol, do you know how to use one?
0: No, Uh, I've used a pepper spray. Is that similar? Or can maybe someone show me quickly how to use one? Vic nodded at Dave as he was opening the box. Dave took out a stun gun and threw it at Vic. Vic caught it, came over to me, and put a stun gun in my hand. Everyone who was in my path cleared out and covered their crotch area. I smiled at that, but decided not to laugh.
1: You hold it like this. Here. I stood behind her and enveloped her arms, showing her how to hold it. Now, we're going to pretend that the sofa is Jerry Greenbos. So you aim like that. And then you press here. Go on. I got you. I slowly let go of her and took a step back.
0: Okay. I learned how to shoot a gun I can learn how to shoot a stun gun I gripped it tight and pressed the button Two metal probes shut out and hit the pillow of the sofa It immediately burst into flames I dropped the gun and looked in panic at the guys But before I could actually say anything Nick came over with a fire extinguisher and put out the fire And then I heard a round of applause What just happened? You guys aren't mad? What weirdos
1: No, 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 no. That was great. You did great. So just remember to do the same thing if the time comes. And don't touch the person while he's being electrocuted. Otherwise, you will be too. Great job. Now, the important part. Make sure to stay in touch at all times. Now all we need is a helicopter. I look at Dave, who is balls deep in his beef and broccoli. Dave... "'Oh, yeah, I'm on it. I'm just waiting to hear back from the army buddy of mine.' "'It's gonna happen. Don't worry,' Dave responded while chewing his food and being on his phone at the same time. "'Well then, we are all set. The helicopter better come through. Otherwise, we go to Plan B. "'In which case, we lose Nick.' "'Nick looked up worriedly at me. "'I'm not saying you're gonna die!' But you'll be out for a while. Okay guys, time to go get ready. We have a party to crash. I recheck my bag for the fourth time. It's all good. Okay. I'm usually never nervous, but right now, I am. I look at the time. It's 8.30pm. It's time. Time. I walk out of my room and see that everyone is already downstairs, getting ready to leave. Alright guys, ready? They all nod, except for Lola who is shaking her head in a no. At least someone else is as nervous as me. I come over and put my hands on her shoulders like a father coaching his kid before the big game. You got this. There is nothing to be worried about. We are all going to be there. We are professionals. This is what we do. We've done tons of kidnappings. Saying that out loud sounds creepier than I expected. I gave her a hug to calm her down. And Dave is going to be there. Dave came over. Why are you nervous? Don't be. Seriously, Nick is a machine. And I'll be there with you every step of the way. I got you, Cookie. Then Dave leaned in and gave her a hug while I was giving her a hug. Ugh, typical. He always has to be involved. And then, of course, upon seeing the hug, Slayer jumped up, screaming, Group hug! Come on, Nick, buddy. Bring it in, said Dave. Great. Now I'm stuck in a group hug, and I hate group hugs. I thought this was going to be my comforting Lola moment, but now it's too many people not to mention the fact that we are all dressed up in suits and Lola is wearing a party dress, so it looks like we're going to prom. This sucks. Okay, well, great group hug, everyone, but it's time. Let's go.
0: Ugh, typical. I finally get to go to a fancy country club party that is not a wedding of some senior co-worker that I barely know, but an actual party... And of course, it's part of some secret kidnapping mission. Fucking great. We're here, says Nick, and I can feel my whole body tensing up. The car slows down, and the door gets opened. Vic gets out and stretches his hand to help me get out of the car. So classy. Dave comes over to the reception and checks us in, and then we are in. The party is in full swing, there are tons of people, it is great. Our first job is to blend in, we have to wait it out until the party is peaking, and it's just right after the sunset, so it's at that point between dark and light, that is going to be our go moment. Nick leads the way and immediately starts up a conversation with a group of people, while Dave is already talking to some bimbo. These boys work fast, so it's just me and Vic standing. I guess neither one of us have great social skills.
1: Shall we dance? We have to blend in. It's a party. I grab Lola's hand and ask as I lead her towards the dance floor. We never really got to have that dance. I was promised to dance. And most importantly, you were promised that you'll have a dance partner. I swirl her around as I take the lead. And I always keep my promises.
0: That's true. It's a party. Vic swirls me around as he moves to the music with confidence. Where did this come from? You can actually dance. I'm surprised. Finally, a guy that knows how to dance properly. This is cool.
1: Yeah, I spent summers with my aunt. She ran a ballroom dancing school, so I was her practicing partner. Or stand-in for anyone who didn't have a partner. Two, three, step,
0: and dip. (laughs) I couldn't help myself from giggling as he dipped me. I've never been dipped in a dance before. I thought that only happens in the movies, really. I can't imagine you as a ballroom dancer. When was that?
1: I was about 11. I was this tallish, skinny kid that was really into ballroom dancing.
0: And how long did you do that for?
1: Not for much longer after that. My aunt passed away, and I found out in high school that ballroom dancing was not cool at all. So, I switched my interest to martial arts. But secretly, I danced alone in my room because I love to dance. And spin.
0: And you're not even afraid to tell me that?
1: Nope. I now wear my ability to dance like a badge of honor. I don't see you complaining.
0: No, that's true. I am enjoying myself. It's nice. We finally actually are able to get to know each other. I feel like we finally are able to have our date. He's a nice guy. A nice guy? Ugh, stop it. What is wrong with you?
1: This is how I was expecting our date to go. See? She's actually enjoying herself, and we have good banter. This is going great. "'May I cut in?' said Dave out of the blue. "'Where did he come from?' "'Ugh. Typical.'"
0: "'Ugh. Must you? Vic is an amazing dancer, and I am kind of enjoying myself right now. "'Where's your newest conquest, Davy? "'Oh, did you get tired of her already?' "'Funny. No. Well, maybe. "'But anyway, we have to go. "'Santa needs his reindeers to get him into the chimney.'" said Dave. Oh, oh, okay. Nick has already gone ahead of us, and now as we made our way down the garden path and onto the golf course that borders the country club and Jerry Greenbose's house. As expected, some secret couples and drunk teenagers were already scattered across the course trying to do, well, whatever it is that drunk teenagers are trying to do in the dark. The night began to fall fast. We got onto the golf cart and drove up to the border of the property line and waited. Once we got the signal that it was all clear from Nick, we drove up to the pool house and parked the cart. From there on, we went on foot until we reached the west wall of the house. It has a vine gazebo and a big tree right next to it, so it has the most blind spots and no sensors because of the tree on a windy day. Nick threw down the zip line and Dave climbed up onto the roof. Vic and I were left standing by the French doors waiting for the guys to open them. Hey, how long does it supposed to take them to get to the door?
1: It should be five minutes. They are going into the living room fireplace that is adjacent to this entrance. Remember, once we're inside the house, you go to the living room and enter the code so the tunnel door opens... Do it right away in case the code was changed. Slay is on standby to hack it if need be. I see a guard turn the corner. He's early. They aren't due for a walkthrough for another eight minutes. He's going to notice us in about twelve seconds. I see that Lola notices him too. No time for panic. It's time for the classic move. I grab Lola's face, kiss her, and push her against the tree. I hear the guard yell out, Hey, this is a private residence. I keep kissing her until the guard reaches us and taps me on the shoulder. Excuse me, sir? This is too funny. This guy's an amateur. Sir, can you please, um, stop that? I stop kissing Lola and turn and look at the guard. Yeah, what's the problem? Are you telling me that I can't kiss my girlfriend? No, sir. No? Of course you can. Damn right I can. Come here, babe. No, sir, it's just that this is a private residence. The country club
0: is that way. You're in the wrong place. What? I catch my breath. That was a pretty nice kiss. So passionate. I haven't been kissed like this in a while. I can see that Vic is going to knock the guard out, but I have another idea. I grab Vic's hand. Honey, I think he's saying that we have wandered off too far. The security guard's radio goes off. Yes, exactly, says the guard. Oh, we're so sorry. Don't mind him. He just had a little too many of those gin and tonics. (laughs) If you point us in the right direction, or maybe you can walk us out, we'll be on our way. Great, thank you. No problem at all. I will walk you out, says the guard. The guard picks up his walkie and replies back, Just a drunk couple again. I am going to walk them out now. All good. Poor bastard. Shouldn't have said that. I give Vic a nod.
1: What is she doing? Why is she engaging with him? We don't have that much time. Oh, wait. I see. She is going to make him get back with an all-clear back to the hub. Clever girl she looks up at me and nods i take out my stun gun and electrocute the guard he is out cold and with the amount of shock i just gave him he'll be out for at least 30 minutes nice one look at you you're learning fast i say to lola dave opens the french doors and looks at the passed out guard and the smeared lipstick all over our faces did i miss a party here dave smirks yeah man real rager We pull the guard inside and lock him in a closet.
0: Once we're inside, Dave and Vic head upstairs, while Nick and I head for the library and the kitchen. It's 10 p.m. At this hour, Jerry can be found only at three places in his house, the master bedroom, his office, or the kitchen. I head for the library to open the door that is going to get us out of here. The security guards do not patrol inside of the house, only the outside. The security cameras are now on a continuous loop thanks to Slay. We are good. I reach the library and start to look around for the wall with the keypad. Now, according to Slay, it is hidden behind a painting next to the fireplace. Wow, this library is huge. There are expensive-looking first-edition books everywhere, statues, signed baseballs. It's more of a look-at-me show-off room than a simple library. I turn and look for the fireplace. Now the keypad is to the right and is hidden behind the paintings. Simple enough. Oh, except that there are four small to medium-sized paintings to the right of the fireplace. Okay, no problem. Easy. I'll just go through all the paintings until I find the keypad.
1: I run up the steps, two stairs at a time, and go to the master bedroom. I can see a light in the office at the far end of the hall, and I can see Dave approaching the door. I reach the door to the master bedroom. Dave looks at me and waves that he is going in. I try the door. It's open. I slowly start opening the door. I can see that two bedside lamps are on, and the bedsheets are turned down. I scan the room, but no sign of Jerry. I cautiously make my way towards the bathroom in case he's there. Oh. Please don't be sitting on a toilet. I hate to attack people when they're doing their business. I walk towards the bathroom. It's dark. I turn the lights on just in case. Hey, I'm not judging, but I have unfortunately seen people do some weird shit in the bathroom with the lights out. No, Jerry. I radio that to the others. Master bedroom and bathroom checked. The finger is not here. I walk out of the room and head towards the office. The door is still open. I walk in and see Dave. Beside him, a German Shepherd out cold on the floor. Dave is going through Jerry's computer. What happened? Apparently, Jerry has a dog. It went right for me, so I put it to sleep. Okay, why are you on the computer? We need to keep scanning until we find Jerry. I look at the dog. Poor bastard. He had a good life. Dave looks up at me. Oh, don't worry, it's not dead, just sleeping. I literally put it to sleep. Check this out. It was unlocked. I think he was just here working. I come over and see that Jerry's computer is indeed on, and that he was looking at the death rate prognosis from the cancer that his newest development of GMO is going to unleash on the unsuspected public. That's fucking crazy. This guy is going to kill millions of people so that he can profit from these tomatoes? That's insane. Dave points at an email window. No. This. Look. He pulls up an email. It's some kind of poem that looks like spam. Why are you showing me spam? Look down at the signature, buddy. Cynthia from Tornado. Wait, it's the same name as the voicemail that Lola got. What does this mean? We look at each other and say, Lola, out loud at the same time. I take a picture of the email and we bolt towards the library.
0: Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke was written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedic.